Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Cameron Handicap Newcastle Cup. Um, one of the great days for country New South Wales racing and um, that provincial area of, of New South Wales there with that Newcastle meeting, some terrific racing there this afternoon. And then we head to Randwick tomorrow for the seven stakes and also the shorts, the T-Rose, the Kingston town. It's a ripper of a card and from racing New South Wales. I'm joined now and Ray Hickson will join us in just a moment, but DeanWatling.com joins us. And it's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at first light racing, first light racing.com.au. G'day Dino. Morning guys. Um, a big day of racing at Newcastle today. Do you like any of the gallopers there? Yes, it's a really good meeting there. Obviously, you've got the Tibby, uh, you've got the Cameron, and you've got the, the Gold Cup. Oh, I like uh, the Tibby race six. I think it's two horses we can back. The one, Wallenby, and the four, Rosita. They'll both get back, but the rail's in the true, and we, we know how fair that track plays. The only query I had was David Eustace suggesting that Times Square, who's in the same race, was their best of the weekend. So that's my only reservation, but I think race six, uh, we can get the chocolates and the tibbies with uh, the one, Wollombot, and the four, Rosita. To kick off the program, I think you can back uh, the Michael Freeman train pushing the first short odds to get us off to a flyer. It was interesting. I think Dave Eustace has interpretation as his best for the weekend, but his best for today was Times Square. They scratched her from Flemington tomorrow, not Flemington, from Randwick tomorrow, so they save her for the tibby. So she's at 8.50 with bet 3.65, but Michael Wood told us, and usually these track curators, they get the right whispers because all of the trainers want to make sure that they look after them. And Wallaby was the, the, the whisper around Randwick over the last couple of days. And I, I like your push there around $4 with bet 365. So that's that Newcastle meeting. What are we doing in Sydney tomorrow, mate? Yeah, it's an outstanding meeting, both Melbourne and Sydney. Sydney's a little bit more tricky, I think. Open fields, big races, but... There's a couple of bets that I do like. They obviously come up in the features. I don't really want to touch the first sort of five races, but we kick off in race six in the T-Rose, uh, the third leg of the Princess Series, or the second leg of the Princess Series, sorry, over the 1,400 metres. Uh, I like race six, number one, T's Invincible. Going to stick with her. She was good first start winning the Rosebud. Uh, she then went up 100 metres last start in the Furious Stakes. I just loved her last 200 metres, and... The stable confidence have always been there for this girl to be a, a Group 1 winner. So I'm going to stick with her. I think up to 1,400 metres inside gate should be hard to beat again. Kimochi gets its chance from a good gate and probably the knockout chance uh, down the bottom of the page is unique ambition. But I'm going to have two units on race six, number one, Tiz Invincible, Gareth. You were surprised that she's still at the price that she is, Tiz Invincible, for the T-Rose. She's $3.390 um, with bet 3.65. Yeah, I am a little bit, but at the same time, I think that's probably coming down to ratings and time, suggesting that maybe they're not so uh, superior compared to the form coming out of the midweek. So I think we've seen it in the boys as well. They haven't quite blown the clock away just yet. And I think that's to do with two slow tempos in their last two starts. So I think if we get a fast tempo on the T-Rose, I think we'll start to see the proper ones really stand up. But yeah, you make a really good point. It's probably an easier field compared to last start. We're getting the same price. 
um, off that win. So she should firm. All right then, mate. So that's Tiz Invincible in the T-Rose. What else have you got? Yeah, my best bet of the day comes up in the seven stakes, the feature event, race seven, and number two, Zaki. I've been talking to a lot of people, and you shouldn't do the form um, after talking to people. Do the form uh, prior to you get any external influence um, in your form. But I think he's a great bet here. I think the way the track's going to play, rail out seven metres, firm day, it's going to be really hard to make ground, and he's the map or then gate six, he lands in the one, one or three pairs back on the outside. He was underdone first up into the wink stakes, only off one trial. And his second up record from his past preparation screamed to me that he's got one to two length improvements. So I think he's a map horse. I think he's mighty hard to beat. But on the back of that, I think if he doesn't turn up there on Saturday, maybe he's on the downward spiral as a rising nine-year-old. But I think he'll get the job done. I think he'll beat Fangirl. So race seven, number two, I'm going to have three units on Zaki. So the old boy to strike again in a big race at um, 380 with bet 365. You got another one for us there, Dino? Yeah, I think the last race, race 10, number four, uh, race 10, number six, sorry, Caboo looks product, one of the better place horses on the program. Obviously, Garza Blanca might get a start. I don't really mind if it does, but I think we can have a good bet on Caboo. He's a great first up horse, leads him here with no real speed. So I'm going to have three units on race 10, number six, Caboo. We're going to have a little saver, 0.25 units on the 12. Oh, sorry, the 16 atmosphere. Just love the way this horse is trialling this preparation. Gun draw, John Van Overmeer's riding well. So I'm going to have a little 0.25 saver there on the 16 atmosphere. All right, atmosphere. I'll tell you what price we can get for atmosphere in that final event there in Sydney. We've bet 365, around 440 the place there for Godolphin. And um, yeah, Overmere's doing a good job for the Blue Army as well. And your best there at Flemington, Dino, just looking at your staking plan there yesterday, you're all over Legacies as well. Yeah, I think Legacies the hardest to beat uh, down there. And then top of that, probably uh, race nine, number five, Star Patrol. I just think he's stupid odds. Uh, Legacy's getting short enough, but there's still plenty of juice in Star Patrol. So they're the two best down there on a cracking day at Flemington. Jeez, you've been seeing them like beach balls. Dino, let's hope that can continue. Love your work. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Gareth. Enjoy the weekend. So great to catch up with Dean Watling. Ray Hickson from Racing New South Wales joins us. Good morning, Ray. Gareth, good morning. Um, big weekend. Jeez, Newcastle, what a meeting that is today. I think it's the best track. Well, it's definitely in the top three tracks in Australia, Newcastle. I know when I talk to the New South Wales trainers, they absolutely love it. Every horse gets their their opportunity. And it's yeah, a terrific meeting today. Yeah, certainly been a, a great addition. The Newcastle yeah. track holds up to a, to a lot of things that... Look, I mean, if you, if you had the opportunity to redevelop every single track in the country, you'd do unlike Newcastle, Correct. wouldn't you, with that yep. kind of surface? But obviously that takes time. Yeah, look, uh, perfect conditions. It's going to be a warm weekend, uh, which is going to make things interesting. I think we'll see the track at Randwick firm up a little bit. But I think as, as one of your producers was telling me off air, reminding me off air, Randwick is a different surface to, say, Rose Hill. So, you know, Rose Hill, when it gets firm, it can get very much leaderish. Randwick, we'll wait and see. So what are we doing tomorrow from a punting perspective, mate? Who do you like? Look, my best on the day will be uh, Modophilia, race five, number four. Um, yeah. I think she's amazingly well-placed in the Kingston town. You look at her record, particularly at 2,000 metres, you only have to go back six months ago and she ran second to Dubai Honor in a Randvet at 2,000 metres, starting $4.60. And we're asked to take that sort of price without Dubai Honor in the race. 
uh, in a in a set weights and penalties event. I, I think a two runs back have been outstanding. I mean, she was a little flat second up, I guess you could say, but that Chelsea was was a weirdly run race. Yeah. Um, as we've seen, so I think this is a prime opportunity for Montefilia to break through. I know there's a lot of hype around Just Fine, uh, who won on the same day and did run a faster time, but as we've mentioned there, that Chelsea was a weirdly run race. So. Um, I'm going to back the class of Montefilia. Jason Collett knows her well. She draws well. Um, she's, she's in within striking range at the, at the top of the rise. I look out. Yeah, Montefilia. So looking forward to seeing what she can do there tomorrow as well. I know Dean Evans earlier on in the show was really keen on her chances mm. in the Kingston town. What else do you like, mate? Sticking solid with Kamochi in, okay. the, in the T-Rose stakes. I've been on her both starts this preparation um, and she's pretty stiff I, I would have to say on both occasions I think she should have won the Silver Shadow quite clearly and she just got that little bit too far back in the Furious which wasn't overly strongly run she draws perfectly in gate five a lot of speed drawn outsider 1400 meters suits it's put up day for Kamochi uh, and I want to be on so oh, um, I think she's got the, the the fillies that she's been racing in the Princess Series covered whether there's a new horse on the scene is the only query. So Kamachi there to turn the tables on a Tis Invincible. Is there anything else that you like there at Randwick, mate, that we should be backing? Well, look, I think something each, well, if each way still holds up on, on Tamerlane in race nine, the Bill Ritchie. Um, as we see, there's a field of 17 at the moment, but four of them are spotted racing in the uh, Cameron at Newcastle today. So Skyman, No Compromise, Kukaracha, Democracy Manifest will all come out of the field. Tamerlane is an interesting horse. When he, le- he had five starts last preparation, Gareth, and he won two of them. He led both of those. The other three starts, he sat outside the leader and wasn't as effective. I can see him leading this field. He's trialled up quite well. 1,400 metres, Ramwick, he's uh, no stranger to. I think he'll be very hard to run down. Race nine, number eight, Tamerlane. At the moment, he's about $8. Hopefully that holds up. We had a chat to James Cummings last week, and he was scratched, Tamerlane, from that event he was entered for last last week. Yeah, it was last mm. week. And he said, Gareth, there's a really good race in this horse. He's come back a better horse. And um, I think that's a, I think it's a lovely race for him. And they've been, they've been getting it right, Dominic Byrne and Cadolphin, Vincox, and especially James, yeah. by scratching their horses when they think that they would prefer to save them for another day. And when they're, when they're making sure that they get them into winnable races, I think we've seen it with Barber. It'd be interesting to see how he goes down the straight, but he's the perfect example. They've kept on taking him out, waiting for the ideal race for him to strike first up. So I think from a form perspective for the punter with those type of insights, I think that's sometimes the best lead that you can get. That's right. It'll be very interesting to see what James does with Pericles, given given that comment, Gareth, because he's he said during this week that they're considering waiting for the Epsom with yep. Pericles and not testing him at weight for age just yet. That will change the shape of the seven stakes if he does come out. Um, but uh, we'll just wait and see what they decide. Usually when he gives you a hint like that, they come out. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. right. That's right. He, he usually does, he does throw it up yes. like that. Yep, you're right. <laughs> thank you, for, thank you, Ray. Um, have a good weekend, mate. Good, just good luck to you guys. Cheers, mate. With our next guest, Bjorn Baker, who has his star sprinter overpass first up in the shorts over the 1,100 metres. Bjorn, good morning to you. Morning, Gareth. I can't believe you haven't even got a slot locked up yet for overpass. Uh, it looks like it's going to be 
the perfect situation maybe for him in this year's Everest, looking at the, the horses that have been selected already, there doesn't look to be too much pace in the Everest this year, and your horse has proven that um, he's hard to beat when he gets out in front. Yeah, he is. He, he's definitely got a high cruising speed, and um, I guess uh, the race shape looks pretty good, but uh, we've got to get there, and he's got to run very well tomorrow to warrant a place, so uh, there's a lot riding. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think he's going as good as ever. Would you prefer to have a slot um, before the shorts so he could go into the Everest first up, or do you think it's better suited for him to have a run in the shorts and then um, have that break before the Everest? Oh, I don't think it really makes too much of a difference. Often, I think this time last year, we actually had a slot um, already, but it was subject to him running well. So at the end of the day, if he's going to be competitive in the Everest, and he did run a good sixth last year, uh, you've got to be running well in the shorts. And I think, too, last year, he went to the the Premier Stakes two weeks later, and then he also... um, and this year, regardless of what happens tomorrow, we'll give him a month between runs, and hopefully he is in the Everest. Otherwise, we'll go to the Sydney Stakes for $2 million. Well, that is exciting because his he, run in the quokka was enormous to lead all of the way on that occasion, and then he gave Giga Kick something to think about there in Queensland, but you're suggesting that he's come back even better after... I think that was his first preparation since he was gelded. Do you find that they come back even better after a second preparation, after that operation? Yeah, they can do. I hope that's the case. He's definitely probably stronger than he's been. Um, and I think as much as anything, last preparation, he was able to get on a couple of good tracks. That He's definitely a good track horse. And he's going to get a, um, uh, a good fast track tomorrow. So from gate one, um, I'm hopeful that he can jump really well. If he does, he should be able to control things. And I think he'll be pretty competitive. Oh, that's exciting to see what he can actually do there tomorrow. And I don't think if you get a slot in the Everest, they'll be as mad as the Ram Racing Syndicate that you um, teamed up with to win, to win the Quokka. <laughs> yeah, no, they were. Uh, it was a great experience, actually. I must say, I really enjoyed it and um, a great team to be involved with, Ram Racing. So it was a, a lot of fun. Uh, we met up at, at uh, the pub the next day afterwards and, and just had a good laugh. So, no, it was a, a really good experience. And, and uh, all the slot holders, uh, marvellous company, and I'd just love to be involved with one or any of them. Arapahoe goes around in the seven stakes in the million-dollar race first up over the mile. Your expectations there? Yeah, he's going really well. I thought in the autumn he was very, very good um, against some pretty tough company. Uh, he was going to go to the Wink Stakes. He had a temperature, so he's back in, in a new race worth a million dollars. And uh, a mile first up's a tough ass. And from the gate, he's probably going to have to get back. But I think he's in for a really good preparation. After this race, we've got the Hill Stakes over 1,900 um, at Rose Hill. Uh, and that's now worth two mil. And he, with that temperature, he's, he's out of the Caulfield Cup, but we'll definitely look at the possibly the Cox Plate, maybe the McKinnon, yep. and he's still going to be in the Melbourne Cup. And, of course, he's got a, a Japan Cup entry, um, and he's qualified through winning the Tancred. So we're going to have a serious look at that as well. Yeah, an exciting time for, for that galloper. So good luck there with him in the seven stakes tomorrow. Um, it's pretty good, isn't it, when you can resume in a million-dollar race first up? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, 
It's a great, great place to, to race or train horses and be involved. And uh, we're very lucky. It's, uh, I guess it's very competitive, and but with competition, uh, we've got great prize money and it's good fun if you can be in it. Kiss the bride and dynamic impact of big prices. Um, kiss the bride in the third and dynamic impact in the last. Can they cause an upset? Yeah, Kiss the Bride won the race last year. Blingers go back on. He probably can't cause an upset, but he can win uh, sometimes when I least expect it. But really, he's got to show something tomorrow to continue going forward. And Dynamic Impact's a, a funny horse. I think he's had 25 or 27 starts for eight wins, zero seconds and zero thirds. So he's a win proposition. Um, he's got to get a strong tempo up front, and if he can sort of get that he can finish off strong but he'll probably be better for the run but he's not completely out of it and can diamond dillard this is a hot tippy stakes there at newcastle today but diamond dillard she was impressive there the other day can can she do it again at a good each way price yeah she's bred to get over a little bit further this is the first time up over 1400 i'm still she can do one or two things wrong in track work so she's a really hard mare to get a good guide on but She's got a good win record. Uh, she definitely deserves a shot at this, and she's an each-way chance. All right, mate. What's your best for the weekend? Overpass. All right, go and get them in that shorts, mate. We appreciate your time, as always. Thank you. There's Bjorn Baker. It's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold go, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com.